This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. The sound you hear is likely the sound of Jack Smith going in to Merrick Garland with a, a prosecution memo to recommend the indictment again of Donald Trump, his arrest and his arraignment. And how do I know that? Because work has basically stopped in terms of witnesses going into the grand jury in the District of Columbia. And at least one of those grand juries is investigating, of course, whether to indict Donald Trump related to his interference with the election process, including the use of fake electors, the pressure campaign on Mike Pence, and other parts of that conspiracy to cling to power and stop the peaceful transfer. And the other factor that indicates to me that it is likely that we're going to get an indictment from Jack Smith as early as this week, if not next week, is the fact that an entity, an organization of former prosecutors called Just Security, led by Dania Perry and Norm Eisen, as I reported a couple of months ago, just issued their updated model prosecution memo, which is their best estimate of what a prosecution memo that Jack Smith would use to go to Merrick Garland to get the permission to indict what it would look like. And they were so right the last time that when they issued this proposed model prosecution memo, attention, Jack Smith, here you go. Here's six prosecutors with their background looking at all the evidence that you have already and in giving you an outline within days of that, the days of that model prosecution memo going public, we got the indictment in Mar-a-Lago. So similarly here, I believe that the fact that they've now updated the special prosecution memo or the prosecution memo and laid out their case for why Jack Smith should peel away all all layers of the onion and go after Donald Trump right now for the fake elector scheme, the use of the fake electors, and in addition to that, the pressure campaign on, on Mike Pence, put aside for a moment... But aside for a moment, his efforts to weaponize the Department of Justice, right, and use uh, uh, others like Jeffrey Clark to go after uh, elected officials and um, election bodies and focus narrowly on the use of the fake electors, the phone calls that were made in Georgia, the pressure campaign, and the and the limited number of actors many of whom are likely already cooperating and are cooperating with the Department of Justice. Do that. And the just security's recommendation to Jack Smith, of course, is that for the interest of justice and for the public and the voting public, bring these indictments this summer as quickly as possible, meaning in the next 30 days. I again believe that it's more likely the indictments will come out this week or next week, and I'll tell you why and why just security believes that as well. In their memo called Trump on Trial... They lay out all of the schemes um, that relate to the clinging to power by Donald Trump, where he knew or should have known that he had lost the election and that the big lie that he was using to undermine the integrity of the election and the people's minds, which started before the election, before the election, they were going, they were never going to recognize Joe Biden as the true victor, right? And this started in months before the election. That, combined with, of course, the information that Donald Trump got 
after the election that he bought and paid for from consultants who told him to his face that none of his fraudulent themes or theories were true. You put all that together and you have corrupt intent. You have willful criminal mind, which is what's required to turn this into a crime against Donald Trump. That's the mens rea element of a crime that's required. But there's an overwhelming amount of evidence, as Just Security in their memo outlines, against Donald Trump to defeat any defense that he was just doing this in good faith, good faith objecting to the election, just like any losing candidate. He went beyond that. He went that he went beyond that and went into a desperate plea to cling to power, stop the peaceful transfer, and uh, almost declare martial law, suspend the Constitution, and seize voting machines. Now, some people tuning in here on on uh, the Midas Touch Network might be thinking I'm describing some third world country, right, and some dictator overthrow. I'm not. I'm describing Donald Trump and his henchmen and how they almost toppled democracy in America. Back to the joint security organization's proposed prosecution memo, which again, they were almost 100% right the last time they did this, which led us to Mar-a-Lago. And what their focus is on new evidence that has been developed, we know, by Jack Smith since the Jan 6 committee met. Jan 6 committee did an amazing job of pulling together after months of work lots of evidence, lots of witnesses, and pulling it together to the American people in you know eight or nine different hearings or presentations focused on the different um, links in the chain, the, the, the different steps that were used by Donald Trump to cling to power, right? Starting with he knew he lost the election and then trying to use fake electors, a pressure campaign against Mike Pence, weaponizing the Department of Justice, trying to replace his, his acting... Um, attorney general was somebody that was one of his henchmen that was willing to help him cling to power. And then when all that else failed, lit the match for the insurrection to try to storm the Capitol and stop the peaceful transfer of power um, uh, for all of that. But their focus in the prosecution memo is on a series of new witnesses and new evidence that they know has come out and particularly focused on Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows, both of which we know are cooperating. So you've got since Jan 6, this is what, for those that wonder what Jack Smith's team has been doing in less than a year, he's been getting people uh, willingly or unwillingly to be compelled to testify before the grand jury. Rudy Giuliani, stripped of attorney-client privilege. Um, uh, Mike Pence, stripped of most of his immunity privilege from testifying. Mark Meadows, full cooperation mode, full cooperation mode. And he was involved with every major step in the desperate attempt to cling to power and overthrow our country, Mark Meadows. Pat Cipollone, White House counsel, testified both to the Jan 6 committee and to Jack Smith's committee, stripped of attorney-client privilege protection. Pat Philbin, his assistant, his deputy, White House counsel. Dan Scavino, White House deputy chief of staff, right? All of the heads of Trump's National security, national intelligence, and homeland security apparatus have all testified about the martial law suspension of the of the Constitution, which was considered in December, before the Jan sixth insurrection, by Donald Trump, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Mike Flynn, and Pat Byrne from Overstock.com. It should have been Overthrow.com. Should have been the name of his company. 
um, in, in that conspiratorial meeting at the White House with Donald Trump. We also had, for the national security apparatus, Robert O'Brien, a national security head, Stephen Miller, John Ratliff, the, the head of the National Intelligence, Ken Cuccinelli, acting head of the Department of Homeland Security, um, and then others have testified more recently about fake electors and the pressure campaign on elected officials and the um, and voting officials like Brad Raffensperger from Georgia, Secretary of State, who testified, we're sure, just recently, I mean just recently, uh, to... to um, uh, Jack Smith's team in the grand jury about the phone calls he received from Donald Trump, which he also recorded, and, and his interpretation of those. That just happened. The other thing that indicates that we are very close, very close to a Jack Smith indictment is the fact that there is reporting that Jack Smith had told this last gasp of witnesses, including Giuliani, uh, Raffensperger, Meadows, and others, including those that led the fake elector scheme, right? That they would not be able to postpone or continue their testimony. They had to testify in June because he's done with his testimonial part in June. And there might have been one or two stragglers in early July, but but that's why we haven't heard a lot about grand jury work. And the last time the grand jury met in the District of Columbia, the reporting from people who are sitting outside is that there were no witnesses that went in, which could also indicate they've asked for the indictment. And the steps of the process that Jack Smith uses, but has to use as special counsel, is he is independent, but he has a boss at the very, very end where he has to go to Merrick Garland as the attorney general with a prosecution memo and a presentation, right? He brings him in. He brings his team in. He, they, they lower the lights. They put up a PowerPoint. They show Merrick Garland all the evidence. They click through basically their opening statement in court about why they're recommending through the prosecution memo and a written memo that's also provided, that's that's prepared in a big package, a big agenda package that's given to the attorney general with all the backup in binders. That's the presentation. Picture that in your mind. And from there, Merrick Garland makes the ultimate decision, thumbs up or thumbs down on the recommended prosecution. If it's thumbs up, Jack Smith goes in with his team, goes back to the grand jury and does that final nail in the coffin, asks the jury, the grand jury, to return an indictment against Donald Trump, right? The Trump on trial and 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 indict him for a series of felony counts, criminal counts against him. Have you heard of Senescent cells, also known as zombie cells? These old worn out cells no longer serve a useful function for our health, wasting our energy and nutritional resources. These zombie cells tend to accumulate in our bodies as we age, leading to the aches, slow workout recoveries, and sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle age feeling. Our sponsor, NeuroHacker, Pack seven of the most science-backed senolytic ingredients into one formula called Qualia Senolytic. And you can take it just two days a month for fast, noticeable benefits and a much better aging process. Senolytic ingredients are science-backed to support our body's natural elimination of zombie cells. Maintaining my pace in life is hard enough if I'm feeling in my physical and mental prime, let alone if I start letting age slow me down. That's why I use Qualia Cetolytic. 
My body and energy levels feel about 15 years younger after just a couple of months of adding qualiacetolytic to my diet, and I love how easy it is to take. Having more physical and mental energy for my family and friends is such a win in how I show up for those I love. My productivity has doubled. I feel invigorated and enthusiastic with a daily drive and enthusiasm to get things done. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. It's also backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee. So you have almost three months to try Qualiacenolytic at no financial risk and decide for yourself. If you're in your late 20s or older, adding Qualiacetolytic to your diet can play a crucial role in combating negative aging symptoms. Go to neurohacker.com slash legal for up to 50% off Qualiacetolytic. And as a listener and viewer of Legal AF, use code LEGAL at checkout for an extra 15% off your first purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash legal to try Qualiacetolytic with code LEGAL and start aging on your terms, which in this case, you know, he has 37 felony counts against him for the Mar-a-Lago document obstruction of justice, obstruction of official proceedings, a violation of the Espionage Act. That's 37. This is going to be more. This is going to be north of 37. This could be in the hundreds against Donald Trump for all of these elements and these steps that we've just talked about. And it's going to start, as we've said in the past, on Legal AF, the podcast only on the Midas Touch Network that I co-anchor. We've said in the past that look for a criminal statutes, which are all in the same section of the code book, the criminal code book here in the States, 18 USC something, 18, so volume 18, United States Code, section 371. That'll be a focus of Jack Smith, conspiracy to defraud the U.S. in the elections. 18 USC 1512, obstruction of official proceeding. 18 USC 2383, which is insurrection. For those that say, how come nobody's been charged with insurrection? We've had seditious conspiracy, which is terrible also. Last time those things were used were back in the Civil War times against the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, and others. But why not insurrection? Because that's what it was. Well, with now this base, this confirmed base of dozens of people that have been charged and convicted successfully by the Department of Justice for seditious conspiracy, you have a good foundation to bring an insurrection charge, which is also, we're going back to civil war here against Donald Trump and others. And the other recommendation besides those, those statutes and, and, the, and the list of witnesses is who's likely to be in the actual indictment besides Donald Trump. Some people were surprised that, for instance, only for in, now, at present, only one other defendant, co-conspirator, is with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, and that's Walt Nauda, his little buddy, you know, valet, butler, whatever guy that's been traveling with him and with him since the White House. But there are other people that were involved. Some of them are cooperating, some of them are not cooperating, and some of them the Department of Justice wanted to scare the shit out of in order to convince them, you better cooperate or you're going to be on the next indictment that we bring from Mar-a-Lago. 
That's called a superseding indictment or an amended indictment that comes out. So we're going to see a superseding indictment in Mar-a-Lago world as well, adding other counts and adding other people. But you start, you get it out the door now if you're a prosecutor, because then you can use that giant weapon, that giant club to other witnesses that they have that are not being cooperative, you know, like the IT guy that probably uh, uh, clipped and lost on purpose and destroyed video surveillance evidence of the movement of a doc, a boxes and documents at Mar-a-Lago. You then hold that up and say, you're next. You want your name underneath this, underneath Walt Nauta, you're next. So that's that's a, a process of pressure campaign that the prosecution uses by doing a smaller indictment and then expanding it later on, depending upon cooperation. Same thing here. So who do we think could be in the new set of indictments coming this week or next week, or, or certainly within the next 30 days against Donald Trump? Well, you normally would have Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows, but let's take Mark Meadows off the board because he might be, you know, he's definitely cooperating co-conspirator number one. And whether he's indicted or not is going to be dependent on the deal that his lawyer, uh, George Terwilliger, is is um, fashioning with the government. If he's successful and he's a good lawyer, Meadows is not going to get indicted, but he's going to roll over and completely drop a dime on Donald Trump, as only Mark Meadows can. That's probably the most dangerous witness that Donald Trump has to worry about when he doesn't sleep at night, it's going to be Mark Meadows. Second is Rudy Giuliani, because Rudy Giuliani is caught up in all of those 70 or 80 fake suits that were filed, none of them successful, the pressure campaign on state legislators, the use of the fake electors, the phone calls to uh, state house people and others. That's Rudy. Now, Rudy is currently cooperating and gave uh, interviews under oath, under oath, penalty of perjury, sworn statements to the Department of Justice. But they're evaluating what he's told them because Rudy's a, Rudy's a slippery little fella. And if he's not, he's got to be careful because he's testifying between two razor blades because the government knows more than he does. The government has its asymmetrical information. The government has more information, more witnesses, more documents, and more everything than the witness they're talking to. And if the witness deviates from what the government knows is true from other witnesses, eh, they're not going to get a deal because there is no deal at present between Rudy Giuliani and the Department of Justice to flip as of yet. But if Rudy wants to avoid being indicted, He's going to have to come clean completely. So you got Meadows and Giuliani. If you don't see them in the indictment, it's because they're completely cooperating at the present time. Then you have Eastman, John Eastman, who's about to get disbarred in California, who is the architect, the absent-minded but dangerous, nefarious constitutional professor who guided Trump through all of this BS fake elector scheme and the pressure campaign on Mike Pence and telling him falsely that Mike Pence had the power as the vice president to stop the peaceful transfer of power. And Ken Cheeseborough, Cheeseborough, Ken Cheeseborough, another lawyer, right, who will be disbarred eventually and will likely end up in the indictment. So you could see Trump, Eastman, and Cheeseborough. If you don't see Giuliani and Meadows, it's because they've completely cooperated. And that's the focus for just security. Bring this case now. Bring the fake electors, the pressure campaign on, on Mike Pence. Bring it against Trump and a couple of other co-conspirators and get this thing, get this rocket off the launch pad now. 
before primary season starts, before people have to make decisions about voting. And then we let the chips fall where they're going to fall with uh, Fawny Willis and her state prosecutor team in Georgia, because we're not we're not sure where that's going to end up. But that shouldn't stop Jack Smith in anything. It should be an accelerant to his investigation. And we're going to see that next. Um, and their other recommendation, which I agree with, is put the rest of this multi-legged conspiracy scheme, put it aside bring that later in either a superseding indictment, amended indictment, or in a future indictment. And then you've got other things and bad things that Donald Trump did, of course, in places like Bedminster, New Jersey, at his golf course, hiding documents, violating the Espionage Act and the like, which could also be yet another indictment from a New Jersey grand jury against Donald Trump. The other, the last part of the uh, memo which I think is invaluable, is their attack on Donald Trump's mens rea criminal mind. Because he'll argue, well, I'm just relying on John Eastman. That's not going to work. Uh, reliance on counsel is not going to work. Or I had a good faith belief that I won. No, because there's evidence that's been identified in this memo, which indicates that as early as October of 2020, before the election, Donald Trump, along with Tom Fitton, who's not a lawyer at all, came up with a with a with a speech that he was going to give to to declare victory, even before all votes were counted or any votes were counted, and set up a phony election day deadline for vote counting, which totally throws away absentee ballots, mail in ballots, military ballots, and the like, which always come in after election day, but are counted as part of our electoral process. And it's normal and it's not fraudulent. But they, like another, you know, another episode of Succession on HBO, were going to declare victory even when they didn't have it and then make everybody sort of, um, you know, paddle backwards through that wake. And that's where we are. You know, a guy that thinks he's won isn't declaring victory and declaring there's fraud before the uh, election even happens, and then certainly not going to declare victory and and declare there's some sort of election day deadline for vote counting, which there isn't, and that he won all votes counted on election day. Who cares? Mail-in ballots are valid. Uh, absentee ballots are valid, and so are military ballots that come in overseas, as long as they're date stamped a certain day. That is our process, and that's allowed. There's no such thing as, I I win all people who voted in a booth. That's not a thing, okay? That doesn't give you the presidency. That and other evidence that he was given, Donald Trump, at or around the time of the election or afterwards indicate he knew or should have known or was trying to be willfully blind that he lost the election, including telling his communications director, direct, director who's now on The View on television, Alyssa Farah Griffin, you know, can you believe I lost to this effing guy, meaning Donald Trump, uh, meaning Joe Biden, and that statement by Trump was made in Jan- in January or late December, and that also consultants that he hired that all looked at all of the fraud that he thought happened and told him in his campaign and Mark Meadows to their face, there was no fraud, no dead people voting, no software hardware glitches that were converting you know Trump votes to Biden votes. You know, no, no fraud that would have changed the outcome of the election. Like, there's always a little, you know, you know, voting issues. There's always somebody trying to double vote or trying to vote their wife's ballot or their dead mother's ballot or something like that. But it has to overcome the vast majority, statistically or otherwise, of the election process. 
right? Undermine the integrity of the election process. You know, when you win, when when you win like Joe Biden by seven million votes and lots of votes in battleground states, you know, ten thousand votes in Arizona, eleven, almost twelve thousand votes in Georgia, you know, like a thousand BS ballots is not going to overcome that electoral uh, that electoral margin, and that's. That's what Donald Trump was told by all of his advisors, law advisors, special advisors, outside advisors, that he lost the election. So he can't continue to maintain just because he wants to keep saying it, I won, I won the election, because that shows willful corrupt intent, which is the heart of the criminal prosecution. Once again, every time Just Security issues their proposed prosecution memo for Jack Smith, within days or a week we see the real indictment come out. That's my reporting for the hot take right now. I've given you the outline of when the indictment is likely to come, where it's indict is likely to come from, the the uh, charges that we're expected to see, and the co-defendants or cooperating witnesses that'll be involved. I do this on hot takes just like this one, only on the Midas Touch Network. You knew that, you're watching me here. You can free subscribe to the Midas Touch Network. You'll get hot takes like this one. You go to my playlist. There's actually a playlist for Michael Popak. You'll find all of my hot take videos. There's 250 of them. And I make them about every day, just at this intersection of law and politics. Twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays, catch me on Legal AF, the number one U.S. law and politics podcast only on the Midas Touch Network. You can watch it on YouTube. You can free subscribe to it. You can also get it free on all the places and platforms where you get audio podcasts, Legal AF. You can follow me, Michael Popak, on all things social media, including threads at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.